0: I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest on the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, today I have Kelly Russell on the line. She's a benefit auctioneer, fundraising host, and consultant over at Artisan Auctions. Kelly, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Adam. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, Kelly. So uh, excited to have you on the show today. I mean, you're an expert in your field, and we'll be talking about setting up a strategic special appeal, which I know that you're you're great at doing um, over at Artisan Auctions, and really just providing. I, I know some of the context that we'll be discussing this on will be from your standpoint, and also you know how you're able to do it at Artisan Auctions. But as I dug into your content, I'm like, you know, all business owners, all executives, which we have many that listen to this program, like need your help and need this type. of of uh, need this type of uh, schooling, including myself. So uh, excited to get into the content, but uh, to get us started, we'll start this episode the way that we start them all with our Mission Matters Minute. So Kelly, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. That's our mission. Kelly, what mission matters to you?
1: Well, at Artisan Auctions, our mission is to show you the money. We uh, believe that when your nonprofit succeeds, our communities, our neighborhoods, and our world, is, it's a much happier, healthier, and better place to be.
0: It's great. Love bringing mission-based entrepreneurs on the line to share why they do what they do and really how they're doing and what we can all learn and benefit from that, uh, that information. So uh, excited to have you on. And I guess just to get us kicked off, I mean, how did you get started in this business? Like what led you to Artisan Auctions?
1: well i uh I actually started in music and theater, believe it or not, and um, I met an auctioneer one day who said, "Wow, you'd make a great auctioneer." and I said, "Huh, tell me more." <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, when someone tells you you'd be great at something you you want to know more about that so mm-hmm. i um I spoke with this particular individual and they said, um, you, you would make a great auctioneer you've got that you've got the melodic tone, you've got the The uh, stage presence and it would be wonderful to see you on stage raising big money for nonprofits. And I also, in in hindsight, I look back and I just had the heart for it. You know, it's what I love to do. I love to help others. So it all works so beautifully together. So I said, okay, I'm going to learn.
0: Wow. And so tell me a little bit more about that journey. So you say, okay, I'm going to learn. Now, where do you go from there? Because it's really cool for any. Well, for me, I've always, when I watch auctioneers do what they do, I always wonder the story behind them. And I finally have one on the line. Like, so how'd you (laughs) learn? How does one learn to be an auctioneer?
1: Well, you know, it's really interesting. There are several... Uh, auctioneering schools across the nation, and I know that sounds like, really, really, there are? Most people don't know that. Um, there are several across the nation, and most of them range from, like, a week to two weeks of learning how to become an auctioneer, where you learn how to do a lot of tongue twisters, a lot of number chants. You learn a little bit about every facet of auctioneering, so you learn a little bit about maybe some about benefit auctions, a lot about real estate, cattle, estate sales, you know, there are lots of different types of these auctions. And then once you come out of that auctioneering school, you can kind of hone in on what it is that you like the most about auctioneering. And for me, it was raising money for nonprofits and seeing them, you know, infuse into the world greatness that will help people be strong and continue to, to live their lives in, in a way that is going to be meaningful to them. So um, it was a great way to help people lift other, we lift nonprofits so they can lift communities. Hmm. So that's wonderful. how I got there.
0: <laughs> it's wonderful, and it make it all makes sense. And I and I see that you obviously you picked a niche that matched, you know, your preferences and what what interested you. Um, and so now I guess digging a little bit further into today's topic. And so I just wanted to get provide some of that backstory. But um, setting up a strategic special appeal first, what does that mean? Strategic special appeal, and why is it so important to set one up?
1: Well, I think when you do a fundraising event. The Special Appeal is a section of the fundraising event. It's kind of a subset of the live auction um, in the gala event, and it's the opportunity for you to ask for a cash donation from your audience. So uh, sometimes people refer to it as the fund-a-need or the paddle raiser, but it's a portion of the night where donors can give money directly to the organization they support, and the thing I love about it is it's all about the mission and why it matters. <laughs> That's the entire purpose of a special appeal. So um, it's, it's a great element to have in your auction, and it's a great piece to allow people to really connect on a personal level with your, with your organization and what you're doing.
0: Mm. So how do you – I mean, obviously, a lot of different ways you can tell a narrative and you can do a story. Um, how do you determine the best story for the appeal?
1: Yeah, uh, there there are three parts to an appeal. You have a, a story, you have an what we call the ask, and then you have what I like to call the benefit auction jackpot. So, uh, you know, first of all, the story is, is most often uh, the story of a participant that shows how the organization has changed their life for the better. So we like using the story of one person because it creates more impact in that appeal moment. People can really kind of digest and connect to the story of one person. So we want to share their journey, where they started, how the organization came in and changed their life, and where they are now. You know, um, after after that journey, after that finding that organization, how their life has improved. And for many organizations that we work with, we do this in the form of a video to really showcase that story. Uh, I think that the very best stories that you can tell are ones that have resolved to them. So, meaning if you're talking about a person who had this great, you know, everything in life was going swimmingly, it was a perfect life, everything was great, and then tragically something happened in their life where they needed to reach out to an organization to receive that that help. Um, you know, sometimes the story isn't fully resolved. Sometimes the person is still on their journey and it can be a little bit harder to get guests to understand uh, the complexity of the entire story. So we like to have a story that has a lot of resolve to it and try and tell a story that is is complete. Because I think when people can see the whole picture, if you have, if you read a book, right, if you read a book and you get the whole narrative there and you hear that hero's journey at the very end, you're like, wow, okay, I get it. If you, if you're stopped somewhere in the middle, it doesn't quite have the, the emphasis that you want it to have. So it's really important to have that. So the best stories are resolved. Uh, we try and avoid the ones that are just starting because that it doesn't tell us enough. Um, but that's why people want to give. People give to people. They believe in in giving to support another human on this planet, which is why it's so important to tell the story of one person because we can connect to that person. We feel like we know them and then we feel compelled to give and support them. So then the organization can do more of that great work.
0: When it comes to maybe maximizing revenue for an event, an auction, and or and for these nonprofits in the middle of the race, specifically you know pertaining to to the auctioneering side of things and auction side of things, um, what have you seen that like that that turned well? That turned out really well. Like, are there any examples or like things that you see in your career where, like, wow, this is the way to do it. This is how you maximize revenue in this. <laughs>
1: This is like my favorite topic of all times, Adam. It's like the best topic. So, my favorite part of any event is the strategy that goes into uh, your appeal because every event is different. First, I should say that there are lots of different events and they scale. Some people are bringing in millions of dollars in their events. Others are bringing in, you know, maybe a hundred thousand dollars, but that is so, that is such the need that it needs to be filled for this organization. So, I That said, I hope that everyone has folks that they can reach out to and start securing what we call pre-committed donations. These are gifts from folks who know and love your organization and that you know you can call, and they will absolutely say, yes, you can count on me on event night. Oftentimes, um, folks will pledge the gift, or um, these are gifts that are just given in advance of the event. And the best place to find this kind of support is by... Looking back on previous years of giving and reaching out to some of your donors, maybe some that have been high-dollar donors in the past, but you have data from previous years at your fingertips. So I always recommend that folks call them and say, can we count on you for a gift of $10,000 again this year? You know, if they say yes, wonderful, right? That's exciting, and you'll have a great gift. Another uh, element. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, no. Continue. Continue. I'm just speaking quick. <laughs>
1: Another element that I like to use is what's called matching donations. And so maybe we get one of those pre-committed gifts that is a higher dollar amount, and we can use it to match gifts in our appeal. So it's the opportunity to tell our donors, hey, do you want to double your impact? And of course they do. So we have an amazing donor who's going to match the first 25 gifts given at the $1,000 level, for instance. So you have a gift of $25,000 from this donor that you can leverage, and everyone that gives a thousand is like giving is like giving two thousand, which is great. And the the whole goal with the the strategy behind the appeal is to start high and work our way down through the levels. So we like to start with three strong pre-commits at our top levels, and then work our way down using the matching donations along the way. And again, the strategy is completely different for each event, but. They can all use pre-committed donations and they can all use matching donations, but the big thing that we have to do after all is said and done in the room and the collection of all these wonderful gifts is we have to thank our incredible donors with enormous rounds of applause (laughs) before we continue on with any other auction or programming that we're considering. Gratitude is one of the musts that has to happen at your event.
0: Wow. And so um, what kind of what kind of nonprofits have you seen? And and, uh, the reason I ask this question, by the way, is because I want to for the audience, especially nonprofits and otherwise, I want them to kind of put themselves in the shoes of. I know sometimes you hear things like, oh, you know, that'll work for them, but maybe not me or oh, they can do it. Like what kind of nonprofits have you seen to kind of succeed in this space from maybe large to small? Is this only appropriate for large ones? Like give me a flavor for that.
1: Yeah, uh, really. You know, I, it's funny. I always I like that you say give me a flavor for that. Cause I always say there's lots of ways to bake a cake, and it's true. Um, it, each event is going to be unique and different. We've worked with events that have had 62 attendees, and they've raised $125,000. We've also worked with events that have had 900 to 1,000 attendees that raised two to three million dollars for their event. So it's really these are strategies, these strategies in particular with the pre-committed donations and the matching dollars can be used in any size event. This is one of the best strategies you can use in any size event as well. So, we, we aren't saying that we'll only work with groups that are X size. We like to work with everyone and help them realize their goals. So, I think that um, these strategies in particular with pre-committed donations, it's something that's very common you'll see in fundraising is going out and pre-soliciting those because not everyone knows that you can do that. And th- something that I think is great for businesses is that businesses can give gifts to an organization. Whether you want to give it as a gift and it's an opportunity to kind of market your well your organization within this room of you know two, three, four hundred and sometimes a thousand people, you can make a gift from your organization and use it as a marketing opportunity. So there are ways to give that will really help the organization and still give you a little bit of a little bit of publicity and marketing opportunities.
0: Oh, That's great. I mean, it's a great story and one that I'm glad to bring to my audience. I know I have a whole lot more that I that I'm educated on auctioning, how it can work and also how it can be done for good. I think I feel like sometimes in the media things that are covered, right, are like this, you know, XYZ painting is sold for a record amount or XYZ, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. Um, but sometimes we don't think about, or I, I'll, I'll say myself, I'm guilty of this, maybe others aren't, um, but I sometimes I don't think about, you know, the idea that, wow, auctioning as a vehicle can actually do a lot of good. You can bring people together, um, unite them under a, under a story that matters and something that they believe in, and if they see fit, um, and then they can participate. And you know, do a lot of good at the same time. So I feel like there's a lot of wins created by by using this method of fundraising.
1: Absolutely. It's a great opportunity for nonprofits to share their story, to gather people who are of like like-mindedness together to really to really say, "Hey, we're all here together. We're here together to give to this organization because we believe this work is going to is going to make our communities happier and healthier. And I think at the end of the day, Making the world a better place is, how can you go wrong with that? (laughs) You've got to, you've got, everyone wants to make the world a better place. That's what we all want to do. And sometimes, you know, I'm lucky that I get to help nonprofits go out into the world and have a larger reach into the work that they're doing. So I feel very grateful for that.
0: That's great. Um, Well, Kelly, first off, it's been great having you on the show today. If somebody's listening to this and they want to learn more about Artisan Auctions, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah, you can find us online, artisanauctions.com. So have a contact us, form on there, and we will be happy to reach back out. We're also all over social media. You can find us on LinkedIn. You can find us on Facebook and you can find us on Instagram. So we'd love to connect with you. So please reach out anytime.
0: Wonderful. And uh, we'll put all that information in the show notes so that uh, the audience can just click on the links and head right on over. And speaking of the audience, if this is your first time with Mission Matters or engaging in an episode or listening to the platform, we're all about bringing on mission-based entrepreneurs, executives, and experts and having them share you know, their backgrounds, their business, how they're making a difference in the world. If that's the type of information and content that sounds interesting or engaging to you, hit that subscribe button because we have many more mission-based individuals, just like Kelly coming up on the line, and we don't want you to miss a thing. And Kelly, really, thanks again for coming to the show. It's been a pleasure.
1: My pleasure, Adam. Thank you.